shoulder to shoulder with Jesus. Watch him hang from the cross. Then celebrate his resurrection. This is Reading the Bible Together, Holy Week. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. We are in our Holy Week series, and today we are talking about Jesus's authority being challenged. And I am so pleased to welcome my guest today. She works with internship placement at Bethel University. She is also a care associate pastor at Mill City Church in Minneapolis, and she is Pastor Donna Johnson. Welcome, Donna. Thank you for having me, Angela. I'm so excited you're here. And as I do all the time, I have we always have a little pre-chat with the guest, and so I'm really excited about our conversation. I I think this I think it's so important to dwell in Holy Week and to take the time to linger there. Mm-hmm. It's real easy to jump from yes. Sunday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so we're just really grateful that you're coming yeah. and helping us to linger in the week. Mm-hmm. So as we're looking at these passages in the Gospels of the Jewish leaders challenging Jesus's authority, yeah. what is standing out to you? What stood out to me is Jesus knowing what they were thinking mm. and really flipping the script with asking them a question. So they come in thinking, okay, so who is this guy? He is rode into Jerusalem on a donkey. He comes into the temple and clears the tables out. He heals the blind and the lame. Children are praising him. He curses this fig tree. He's teaching in the temple and they get, they interrupt him to ask him this question. And it's like, how, how do you do this? Like, how mm-hmm. do you have the nerve to do this? But Jesus knows what they're thinking. And so he flips the script, asks them a question, which they decide they're not going to answer because they don't know. But they really do know because if if they if they said John was uh, from heaven, then that would have to acknowledge that Jesus was from heaven, which they and did that, not want to acknowledge. Right, which they didn't want to <laughs> yeah. acknowledge. So Jesus knows their heart. Jesus knew what they were thinking. And so he didn't answer their question. So I just think uh, the bottom line is Jesus knows our heart. Jesus knows what's going on with us. And these Pharisees were so pietistic and they just weren't willing to surrender and submit to this authority. So they questioned the authority. Mm -hmm. And as he does, as we see him do so often leading up to now, him flipping him, him (laughs) asking questions and I mean, that makes me think of the important, well, first of all, I I think I'm not going there because <laughs> sometimes it's a little scary to think like Jesus knows your thoughts. He knows your every yeah. intention. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just a little lost in that right now. Um, but I think too, to think about how it's the importance of asking questions is what's sticking out to me, mm-hmm. that they're asking him a question. He's asking him a question back because then they have to think about it. And entering into a conversation that makes you go deeper. Yes. And making them reflect, I don't know, maybe not on their intentions, but making them think a little bit more about what's behind their question. Right. Yeah. Which they don't want to answer. Right. And so sometimes it's easier to say, I don't know. Because it's revealing (laughs) what's in your heart. Exactly. Yeah. And they didn't want to reveal what was in their heart. Mm -hmm. Wow, we just went really deep, really fast, Donna. <laughs> That's really good. And I, I think what can be a block too is that when you 
go that deep or when when you're studying God's word, when you're praying and you know listening to what the Spirit is saying to you, it can be really hard, at least in my own experience, to to surrender to that. Mm-hmm. To surrender to what the Lord is showing you, to acknowledge what yes. He already knows, right, and to let Him then do the work, right. I would agree. And uh, these were the Pharisees mm-hmm. uh, that I guess uh, knew or felt like they knew what they were doing, and did not want to surrender once again to the authority that was in front of them, and didn't want to acknowledge Jesus's authority. Yeah, hence. They don't want to surrender. And what I think is interesting is that in the gospel accounts, it goes on and Jesus tells the parable of the tenants, which then after that, it says that the Pharisees wanted to make a plot to kill him because they knew who they were playing in that Mm -hmm. parable. And in that parable, he quotes back to Psalm 118, 22, the stone that was rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. Mm. And earlier in that scripture, in verse 19, it says, open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. Those gates lead to the presence of the Lord and the godly enter there. And just yesterday, when we were talking about Jesus clearing the temple, we were yeah. talking about him making a way and clearing the gates. Yeah. And I can't remember in which gospel account, but it talked about, he talked about the tax collectors and the harlots, yes. that they were they were going to go first yep. because they because they were following because they were surrendering to him. Yeah, absolutely. I just think of my mom's story and her surrender, her surrendering to Christ, mm-hmm. you know, after 10 years of being an addict and having the opportunity to watch hundreds of women through Teen Challenge surrender their life to Christ. And um, the fact that Jesus's arms are open to mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. No matter where you have been or what you have done, Jesus Jesus wants you to surrender. And it's not just about going through the, uh, the rituals. It's not just about being religious, but it really is about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I, I love what, what God has done for my mom because it's really changed the trajectory of even my life. But it really is, there is something about that total surrender that these tax collectors did and these harlots did and the drug addict does. And whether you were four when -hmm. you got saved or whether you were 40 when you got saved, we all need a savior and we all need to be able to surrender. And the Pharisees weren't willing to do that because they questioned the authority. There's nothing wrong with questioning but again, as I mentioned earlier, Jesus knew their heart. Mm-hmm. And their intention and their with intention. their question. Right. Because they really were trying to entrap Jesus. Yeah. It wasn't coming from a place of curiosity. It wasn't coming from a place of trying to understand. Right. Like you said, it was coming from a place of entrapment. Yes. And I think it's interesting, too, thinking about these these gate the gates that are open. And, you know, why is it that the, the people who, the tax collectors and, you know, and we see in Isaiah 56, God talks about the foreigner and the eunuch and, you know, those that, you know, religiously would be separate yeah. and outside of the church. Yeah. Why is it that they're going in first? And I, when I think about that, I think about because they understand, they understand the power, they understand the mm-hmm. grace. And so they're going to run through the gates yeah. first. Absolutely. And, you know, it makes me think about, because I, 
came to know Christ personally when I was 19. And then when I went to college here at the University of Northwestern, mm-hmm. you know, I would had friends that, you know, oh, well, I don't have a really interesting, like I accepted Christ when I was four with my right. mom. And, <laughs> and I was like, same power, like same yes. power that saved me, saved you. Yeah. Amen. And, and maybe it's, Maybe it's an understanding of the power because I was 19 versus yeah. four. So there's right. a different understanding of it. Mm-hmm. But that that power, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is a, that, and so getting to his authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's where his authority is. He has authority because he came. I mean, he's God. Right. And God sent him. And <laughs> right. then he goes and conquers death. Yeah. And then when we follow him. We have access to that same resurrection power. Amen. Sorry, I'm just a little amazed right now <laughs> at the, what we have to tap into. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Is there anything else from this that you want to make sure that we talk about or that stood out to you? I really appreciate the fact that you're not trying to rush through Holy Week. Mm. <laughs> I've never had the opportunity to just sit with each day. I, we think of maybe Monday, Thursday, mm-hmm. and we think of Friday, Good Friday, and Sunday. <laughs> right. So to be able to sit in what happened on t- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, it's been really good to just be able to understand what was going through maybe Jesus's mind and what was happening historically in the context to be able to just just have an understanding of that before we get to Sunday, Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. And sometimes we want to jump. Like you said, we want to jump through the week. But no, there, there's a lead up to there, mm-hmm. lead up to that. And I think that helps in our understanding of, you know, the people that were on the side of the road yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord on Thursday or Friday are yelling crucify him oh my gosh yes and how did they (laughs) how did they get there right and and coming to the realization that i could have been one of them because of the expectations yes you know and i wonder if that's what some of you know the religious leaders you know jesus wasn't matching what their expectations Mm -hmm. were yeah for the messiah and sometimes our expectations can yeah get us into trouble yeah yeah. And and thinking about that, I was in a church play once, mm-hmm. the Passion Play, mm-hmm. and I was one of the people, beginning with Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the highest. And then literally there was a change. There was a shift. And then we were saying crucify him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. This is in the play. Mm-hmm. I'm in my head. I'm yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. like that switch that happened. Um, it's like the crucify him was drowning out the Hosanna. Mm. And um, it was just powerful time of realizing that um, there was a switch that happened. What happened? Like you said, the expectations that they had, I, you know, who knows? Right. <laughs> but something, something happened where they praising him three days earlier or four days earlier, and then they're ready to crucify him you know, a few days later. And yeah, which I think speaks to the surrender that we were talking about, the willingness to surrender. Saying that as someone who, when I say the word surrender, it sometimes gives me hives because it just feels so contrary to who I am to surrender. I'm, I'm a bit of a controller and like to have control (laughs) of things, but learning the value 
of surrender and seeing that I could have been saying Hosanna and then crucify him. And will I instead allow myself to surrender to who God is, not who I think he is or not who I, you know, in trying to figure him out, (laughs) you know, making him into something that he's not. Yeah. And then being able to say, oh, I was wrong about that. I'm going to let you be you. I'm going to let you be God. (laughs) I'm going to let you be God. I'm not going to try to control this anymore Um, because you're God and you see things that I don't see. Right. I always see, I always say God sees the the whole picture where we just see a frame at a time. Mm -hmm. And even as you were saying that and, and just the control and I think of what we have been through in the last couple of years with COVID and how everyone I know, literally everyone I know is going through something mm-hmm. on top of COVID. Right. Like life Just, was hard already right. for everybody. Yes. Like we're up to our necks in yes. it. And then anything else. Yes. Yes. And it has reminded me of how much control we don't have mm-hmm. and the whole point of what God has called us to be is dependent on him. And to be connected to the vine. I am the vine, you are the branches. And I just, like, that has become very real to me. Mm. My dependence on Jesus during this time. My dependence on Jesus when I don't see what he sees. Like, I have to trust who God is and who God, who God says he is, not what I think right. God is, like mm. you just said. Yeah, so important. And a process. Yeah. An ongoing process. Absolutely. Like today I th- might think I know who he is, and tomorrow something might happen where I think, what? Yes. But then God doesn't change. Correct. God- I'm cha- my Right. <laughs> my knowledge of him is changing. Yes. My knowing of him yes. is changing. Yeah. But God doesn't change, and He's God's consistent. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I mean, my worst fear. Like the thing I hate the most is being misunderstood mm-hmm. and to think that, that, you know, he's misunderstood all the time. Yeah. And we don't understand. We don't understand what's going on. I mean, there's, there's a lot going on in our world and we don't get it. Mm-hmm. But today we have to trust mm-hmm. this moment. Right. Moment by have, moment. Literally moment by moment. We have to trust God. Yeah. Donna, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation you you saw things in the text that i didn't and i'm i'm so grateful you came thank you so much thank you for having me angela thank you for joining us for this conversation and if surrendering to god surrendering to god through jesus is something that you haven't done before it's something that you can do at any time and so if you want to know jesus but you kind of feel like you don't know what to do next you can text the word FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 41224, and we've partnered with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, and they'll text back resources to you, and so you can get to know what it looks like to follow Jesus. So if you want to make a decision, if you've got questions, go ahead and text FAITH to 41224. So thank you so much for joining us for this conversation and lingering in this week, walking shoulder to shoulder with Jesus. Please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes, and we'll see you next time. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, 
and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at MyFaithRadio.com.